With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. And now on Blog Talk Radio, you're listening to Wine Talk with Stu the Wine Guru. Welcome to Wine Talk for today, Wednesday, February 16th, 2011. It's 6 p.m. Eastern, and I'm your host, Stu the Wine Guru, coming to you live from beautiful Coral Springs, Florida, as I always do. As you know, I'll take your calls anytime during the show at 1-646-381-4860, or if you're shy and you prefer the computer, you can email me at info at stewthewinegrew.com. You can also go into my chat room here on the show page and chat with other wine enthusiasts, or Tweet me any questions you like at Stu the Wine Guru on Twitter, and I'll re- read them live on the show. I want to say thanks to all the listeners out there for getting the word out about my show. Welcome to all of you listening worldwide. I call that the power of the people meets the power of the internet. Now, if you want to find out more about me, you can just Google Stu the Wine Guru, find out about all the TV shows, articles, reviews, and website I'm currently a part of. Speaking of articles and reviews, I'm writing one articles and reviews for Yahoo and the Examiner, so look for those as well. I've also made a Wine 101 video series that can be viewed on both YouTube, my website, just about anywhere else on the Internet. All my wine articles are now available on any smartphone. Just download the Hello Vino app, and you can take my wine reviews and articles with you anywhere you go. Tonight, my guest, in addition to being part a great guy, and he has the unique distinction of calling himself Wine Spectator's number one winemaker of the year. He's worked in the wine industry for many years and has produced great wines for many of the best vineyards, such as Opus One, Silverado, and Round Hill Cellars. He then turned his attention to the Pacific Northwest, Washington State. The name of the incredible wine company he produces wines for so masterfully Columbia Crest. His name is Ray Einberger, and he will be joining us shortly. Of course, the number to call in is 1-646-381-4860, or you can email me your questions to info at stewthewineguru.com, or tweet me your questions to at stewthewineguru on Twitter. Again, I'll read them live here on the show. As always, I've opened up a chat room 
here on my show page. So if you have any questions, you can send them to me through the chat room, and I will then read them live on the show, get some answers for you. Now let me make sure that everyone listening knows Ray's website and go there for more information about his great wine. To learn more about Ray Einberger and Columbia Crest Vineyards, go to www.columbiacrest.com and find out where you can buy his wines locally or buy it directly online at his website. And that's the beauty of the Internet. You can sip some wine while you buy some wine. I want to let everybody know about some updates that are happening uh, with wine events that I'll be at. You can follow me along with my tweet polls on Twitter. February 24th through the 27th, I'll be covering the 10th Annual Food Network South Beach Wine and Food Festival. Yes, it's been 10 years. It's pretty amazing. Um, They have all the top winemakers, uh, all the cool chefs, my friends Chef Adrian Calvo and Chef Michelle Bernstein, Bobby Flay, Rachel Ray, and as I mentioned, the who's who of the wine industry. Um, of course, I'll be there covering it as well, so you can go there. Um, in addition to that, um, let's see, March 18th to the 20th, I'll be reporting on the Boca Bacanal event. They have great wine dinners, wine auction, and a grand tasting you won't want to miss. Lots of good stuff happening the first few months of this year down here in Florida. That's the schedule so far, so keep listening here, and I'll keep you posted. Having a little bit of technical difficulty here. Let's just see if we can straighten this out. Find the the waiting here for a second. In a moment, I'm going to have our guest for the evening on. Rain Einberger. As I mentioned, he was uh, considered Wine Spectator's number one winemaker of the year. And the interesting thing is, again, Washington State, uh, as opposed to, uh, you know, Napa Valley and uh, California, which typically has been getting a lot of these uh, awards over the course of time. So uh, it's pretty interesting to know that that, uh, that someone from that particular region is getting it. And Columbia Crest is a phenomenal wine, as you'll start to hear. He'll be able to give you the uh, the lowdown as to uh, all the wines that they make uh, and how he makes them as well. For some reason, my, uh, of course, this is live, so, you know, sometimes you have a few issues with computers, but nevertheless, momentarily, I will have him on. Uh, updates for upcoming shows. I'm going to be having on um, Mike McGrath of Concrete. Uh, I'll also be having on uh, some great chefs. In fact, uh, April 7th, I'm going to have on, uh, if you watch Bizarre Foods uh, on the Travel Channel, I'm going to be having on the host of that, which is Andrew Zimmern. And and then in May, I've just gotten confirmation of Buddy Velastro, the cake boss and, of course, of... uh, of Kitchen Boss fame, so that will be, uh, you'll, you'll want to stick around for that one and, and take a look because that's something that should be really interesting to hear about. So, let's just see if I can get on my 
have my uh, guest for the evening come on. Again, I, my apologies for the delay here, just that uh, course and computers sometimes and networks sometimes are slower to respond. So in the meantime, as I mentioned, I was at the uh, Anthony Bourdain of um, the show No Reservations, of course, a great author, uh, was down here in Coral Springs in my hometown at the Coral Springs Center for the Arts and had a great performance last night. Uh, he talked about the food industry, of course, and traveling around and producing his show. And uh, it was very, very interesting and, and gave, he gave great insight as to exactly how things happen uh, behind the scenes, as well as taking questions. I had a, a great opportunity, a chance to meet him um, after the show, and I found him to be you know, very gracious, uh, humorous, of course, uh, in that he definitely took the time with each person uh, and joked a bit about uh, you know, the industry and what he does. So it was very, uh, very entertaining, extremely entertaining, and uh, I, I want to thank him. I want to thank uh, Mills Entertainment. I also want to thank uh, the Coral Springs Center for the Arts uh, for uh, putting on such a great show. And, um, you know, it's interesting because you don't get a chance to see these chefs outside of their norm. Um, and when you do, it's a, it's a very interesting thing. So having said that, one moment, and I will have on Ray Einberger. Apologies for the. Uh... If the chat room is not open tonight, my apologies to everyone that wanted to go into the chat room. Unfortunately, as I mentioned, the uh, the network is having a problem here, and I don't want to go too long. Let's see if we can get this. Ah, here we go. Okay, so let me bring on. See if we we have. Uh, My caller for the evening. Hold on one second. Ray, you there? Yeah, are you there? Oh, I appreciate it. I had a, you could hear I was having technical difficulties. There. Yeah, I, I know. I called. Happen. I called three times and it wasn't going going through. I'm going, oh, yeah. oh my God! Here we go. I'm so glad to have you on here. I appreciate the uh, the patience, and uh, we're good to go. So, okay, great. Let me, uh, let me make sure everybody knows who I have on here. This is Ray Einberger, again, number one winemaker, wine spectators of the year, uh, Columbia Crest Vineyards uh, out of Washington State. And uh, I have so many questions for you. Then, again, I also have questions that have been emailed in as we're speaking and, of course, tweeted. So let's just see. I'll I'll, I'll go with the the first questions that I have so we can make this go smoothly. So when did you first say to yourself, I want to be a winemaker. And and what was the impetus, right? Oh, wow. I was uh basically I was I was down in uh I was my first degrees from San Jose State University in um general science and special education and I was um living in a house with like 10 10 other guys and it wasn't a frat house, but it was just a regular I was going to college and you know, renting a room, and then I was brewing beer. Uh, I brewed like 48 batches of beer every year. I know this sounds oh, like cool. a really bizarre wine story, story, but no, no, not at all. I love but, it. I, um, I, I, I never get to 
tired of hearing the interesting stories. But um, and so uh, my senior year, uh, one of the guys was working at Marisu in the tasting room, and then we we got a guy that was going to the Culinary Institute, cooking at Culinary Institute up in San Francisco. And so this guy came home and he said, "Hey, I've got to start cooking uh, a meal every every week. So I want to have you guys and and kind of you'll be my guinea pigs." So we started um, bringing our gals over there and everything. And I, I we would start with beer. I, I made a light lager and a dark lager. And then this guy from Marisu Winery started bringing home all these wines. <laughs> and this guy was like cooking, you know, buttered you know buttered chard. I mean, like buttered salmon with chardonnay and. You know, we'd start with cheeses, with um, Rieslings, and then we gradually got into red wines. And I, after about three weeks, I said, "I forget beer. I'm going. I'm going into wine." So I started uh, with wine. That's that's the end of the story. I mean, the rest is history. Gotcha. Okay, yeah, absolutely. It's so, been a great run. It's been about 34 years. You know, so I was going to say. I mean, you know, they don't just give out that uh, n- number one wine spectator winemaker uh, lightly and to everybody. So. Uh, your your reputation precedes you, and certainly your wines are proof of what a great winemaker you are. I have to say. Um, and then so- from there, like I, I started working in cellars, you know, throughout Napa and Sonoma, and then I went, started going back to Davis. And then when I got to Davis, I kind of walked around a bit and I said, "God, these guys are really serious. I'm going to have to study." So <laughs> then I went on there, and it took me a little bit longer, but I came out of Davis with a degree. So it's not the like rest was history. Don't I just drink the wine? Do I really have to know much more about it in order to graduate from here? That's, uh, oh, wait, I have to actually study. Hold on a second. Wait a minute. Okay. It was pretty um, serious. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna bounce around a little bit here because I, you know we're unfortunately a little shorter on time than I expected because of the technical difficulties, but we'll move forward. I've got uh, some tweeted questions I'm gonna take, and I'm gonna also give you some questions from um, email. So the first one tweeted is from the Grape Hunter. Uh, out of Australia, and it says, Stu, we'd love to know if we can get access to their wines in Australia. Cheers, Michael. Wow, Michael, you know, we, we do have an interna- international um, international uh, sales department. Um, I don't know if they're in Australia, but um, there's a lady that does the um, – the, the gal that does the PR for us, Erin Shane, she could actually, um, if if she can get an email, then uh, we can email it. Absolutely. And, no and problem. Do, I can do that. It for you. Okay. So the next one is from, this is an email. I'm going to go to some emails here. So the next one is from, let's see, uh, let's go Italy. Uh, we're going to go, we'll go to Italy. Uh, from Sataziti, it says, uh, 12, from Milano, Italy. It says, Ciao, Stu, come stai? I enjoy your show and have been listening here in Milano for a few months now. I would like to ask Ray if he thinks the global market for wine is changing and how. Thanks. Ciao and Centano to you both. Well, I want to first thank Stockziti12 from Milano, Italy, for your question. And uh, go to it, Ray. Yeah, the global market is changing. We're, um, like I said on the previous, we have an international uh, sales division and um they they've like doubled sales probably in the last 2 years and ironically which really is not surprising to me but a lot of our for crest reds of all things are big time germany <clears throat> um you'd think it'd be mostly riesling and all that we sell a lot of red wines to the scandinavian countries and also to uh germany and then we're moving slowly but steadily into the orient 
Okay, and that's a big more, and that's that's going to be a major change over the next couple of years because of the fact of one, the sheer numbers of of consumers, and two, the incredible increasing interest from from uh, the Asian countries. Um, okay, so I've got. Let's see. I'm going to go to the next question for you here, uh, and they are coming in fast and furious. Um, let's see. Let's go with Tim. Tim from Warwickshire. Tim from Warwickshire. Um, okay, here's the question. So it says, Tim from Seven Springs um, from Warwickshire, England says, Hi, Ray, do you think drink, do you drink wines from any other country? And if so, what do you drink? Best wishes, best wishes from Warwickshire, England. Yeah, we, uh, yes, I do. I drink, um, I, love, I love Syrah, so I drink a lot of uh, Rhones from, Obviously, France, and then <clears throat> some of the uh, Australian Shirazes. We do a lot of really nice Syrah here in Washington. Um, the reason why I drink Syrah, it's probably the best quality value in the market right now. Um, there's okay. a lot of really great uh, Syrahs out there from from domestically, from Washington State, from California. Um, and like I said, the Rhone Valley, the pricing has gone way down because of, obviously, the economy. But um, there's just some fabulous fabulous wines out there right now in in uh Syrah and all different styles, you know, from Southern Rhone with the Grenache um with the Grenache in the forefront and there's the, you know, upper Rhones from uh with the Syrah. So yeah, I drink a lot of wines from different areas. There you go. Okay. Um let's see. The next one is from uh Gong sixty six from Holland, Netherlands. I wish I could come up with these names. It says we in Europe all know the quality of the Californian and Washington state wine. Are there wine regions in other states across America that could match the quality of their California and Washington counterparts? Best wishes from Holland, Andre. Um, having worked, having worked in, excuse me, having worked in both um, California and and Washington, I think for like Cabernet, Merlot, Cab Franc, uh, Chardonnay. Um, Riesling, obviously, up in Washington State, and um, Syrah, I don't really see any big emerging regions that have that, have that kind of quality. Now, right. with the exception of, of, you know, Oregon obviously has Chardonnay and Pinot Noir, but it's kind of a different, it's a different uh, category, and they make obviously great Pinots and great Chardonnays there, but they're stylistically different from the Bordeaux varietals. But uh, I think those three... Are are the big ones in in the country? I know Colorado's kind of coming on. They have some higher altitude wines coming, but I haven't had many of those. Um, but I'd say the West Coast is probably still the strongest in making probably the most consistent, um, really great wines and quality value wines. And Arizona, by the way, is also kind of kicking up some. Uh, yeah, I'm not familiar with them either too too much. Yeah, just and, and just kind of start up. I would say that it's going to be a while before they. Uh, you know, before they really take off. But um Yeah, I'm biased. Okay, so I'm a West you, Coast guy, you know. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, uh, especially working now I here's a question for you. Opus one. Talk to me about working for them and making wine and, and all that. Um, I I'm I'm extremely highly interested and my curiosity is extremely peaked. Um uh, because I think that they make uh, I, I think the 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 combination of Winemakers that have worked there and the type of product that they put out 
Um, the fact that they highly hyper focus on one particular wine, I think, is uh, extremely interesting. So I wanted to get your take on it. Yeah, it, it was. I was I was working at Silverado at the time, and then uh, the, the opportunity came up at Opus to be a Matre Duche winemaker. And winemaker actually, when they actually built the winery in ninety two, ninety three, um, mm-hmm. and um, excuse me, ninety ninety one, and um, so you know, I I jumped from Silverado to Opus. It was it was really a fabulous experience because I was um, I was working there for. You know, I, I was at Opus in California for maybe four months, and I'd go on trips to to Bordeaux to work at Mouton um, and Chateau Clermion and Chateau Damayac at that time. So I was jumping back and forth, back and forth, and learning French red wine making uh, techniques, which and it eventually led to our reserve program up here. But um, and it, it was just a really great experience. I mean, you, you know, you had 100% new French oak. Which, with our reserve wines here, we have 100% new French oak, and so a lot of the stuff carried over to what I did in Washington, and um, it was a fabulous experience. You know, we had on the winemaking team, we had myself and who you know head winemaker Crest, and we had John B. F. Jansons, who's now the director of winemaking at uh, Robert Mondavi. There was Tim Mondavi and Bob Mueller, who was his consultant at the time, and there was Patrick Leone from. From Bordeaux and Pascal Marti, I think he's out of Chile now. But we had six winemakers on the team actually, and developing the wines and stuff. But it was basically California grapes with with French style winemaking. Phenomenal Absolutely. three years. Phenomenal three years I had there. And ironically, how I came up here was <laughs> I gave a luncheon to a group of winemakers from Washington, of which. The senior VP of viticulture and winemaking, Doug Gore, was actually the winemaker at Crest at the time, and he was part of the group. And he right. sat next to me, and I'm sitting there looking all over, all over the Napa Valley from the top of Opus, having this wonderful lunch. And uh, Mike Janik was there, and and uh, and at the time he was working for Chateau Saint Michel. And I looked at mm-hmm. Doug th- midway through the meal, and I said, "You know, if you guys ever start making..." serious red wine up there why don't you call me <laughs> and doug, doug looks at me and he goes you're going to give all of this up to come to eastern washington and i That's kind of crazy. laughed and i said well you know i've been here three years and the techniques are pretty pretty much the same every year and i'm kind of a creative guy and i like innovative innovation and creation and creativity but it's got to be balanced with tradition a little bit so oh, sure, sure. so then about two weeks later I get this call and he says, "Well, we're opening up this position. We're going to we're we're doing a Columbia Valley wine, but we want to expand our reserve and mid-tier wine." So, the rest is history. I've been here 17 years. Absolutely. So that's how it happened. Gonna, that's a, it, it's amazing to me how how you make that transition from one to the other and, you know, it's it's completely different profiles as far as the type of wines and, and, and the region and the Appalachians and, and all that. But, you know, I, I have a limited time, but what I want to do is this. First, I want to say I'm most definitely going to have you on again because I, I apologize for the time delay uh, and, you know, and, and us not having as much time as we normally would have. So I'm going to say that ahead of time, first and foremost. I most definitely will have you on again, and we'll have the full time to, to talk. Um, and the other thing was I wanted to ask, are there any events, wine events, or news about your winery that you would like my listeners abroad and globally who are listening to know about? Well, the, the thing is, if you go on our web, um, there's some phenomenal uh, event. There's event schedules and 
there's a great website, and we have a club um, that uh, we, we make two reserve wines, and they're both selling out every year. They, they total about 10,000 kids, but we do these small vineyard designate wines, and they're a mix, a, a kind of a mix of what Washington really can provide. We, we, we do like Zinfandel, Primitivo, Tempranillo, Malbec, all these different vineyard designates, which you cannot get unless you go through the club. But I think most of the access would come through there, and I think they'd have all the information that you're asking for. And that's what I'm, I'm asking everybody to go to. So go to www.columbiacrest.com. Correct. Uh, you'll be able to click in, click and find out more about Ray as well. Uh, in addition to that, you can buy some wine there. I urge you, if you are anywhere near the Columbia Valley uh, and you're in Washington State, you have to go there. You have to check it out. Um, it's important because I think to me it, it it's an important place in the wine industry um, in Washington State. So you know that's that's the most important part of it. And then the other thing is is that I you know if you want to buy wines directly from them, you can do so as well. As, as Ray had mentioned, be part of the wine club. Uh, I think it's a great opportunity when you're part of wine club, as Ray talked about, that there are wines that you can only get through the wine club versus going to your local store and picking it up. Um, so that gives you an advantage that you're tasting wines that you will not be able to get um, right around the corner. Ray, I, I really apologize, but I, I appreciate you calling in, and I really, um, I'm really, i going to have you on again so this way we can talk uh, fully. There's so many more questions I have, uh, and, and I'm sure that, that, you know, that, that you know, we would uh, open up to the, the chat room, which I just opened up. I got a chance to get opened up, and you know, people will start to come in at this point. So what I will do is I'm going to get you that email of the uh, great hunter, uh, Michael Data, who had uh, tweeted from... Australia to find out more great. about uh, getting it there. Absolutely. I'll, I'll give that info- information to you. And, um, again, you're a gentleman and a scholar, and, I, again, I really appreciate so much that, you, that you've you know, taken the time with us to talk about your great wines. Uh, and, and we'll definitely talk again. I'll have you on, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll take a, a full time of, of getting all the word out there about it. My pleasure. Thanks for having us. Thanks so much, Ray. Have a great evening. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care. That was Ray Einberger of Columbia Crest, the Ray Einberger, the incredible winemaker, Ray Einberger of Columbia Crest Vineyards. If you have any questions about the show, you can always email me uh, at infostudentwineguru.com. You can go to my website as well at www.studentwineguru.com and click on the link for all of my wine articles, videos, and listen to archive wine talk shows. You, this show will be very... Uh, soon available, probably in the next 24 hours. Um, as I mentioned, a lot of good stuff that's happening. I mentioned about the wine events as well. Um, that's pretty much the show for tonight. Uh, I appreciate everybody listening in. Uh, I will definitely have Ray back on again, and we'll talk the full time. And apologize for the uh, inconvenience of, unfortunately, the network not working at that time. So. As I always say, if it's time to pour the wine, it's time for Stu the Wine Guru. Drink up, good night, and good night. Yeah, hi, this is Tony Danza. You listen to Stu the Wine Guru. He's not bad. I listen to him every once in a while. You know, drink a Tuscan Red, try to take down the edge. Pretty good. I like him. Not bad.
And now on Blog Talk Radio, you're listening to Wine Talk with Stu the Wine Guru. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.